week on the pod, we talk about the Bob and Tamisha Amon dynasty fight. We also talk about work and working ourselves to the bone and stress and time management. and But it's actually an entertaining conversation. It's yeah, not it's like just a nice me. one. It's a real free-flowing. <laughs> and then Dipper starts it by chugging a protein shake, which I we, thought was a little flashy. I mean, you could have done it before we started recording. We could have because it was sitting right in front of me. And then also we listen to some amazing voicemails. Let me tell you, slops out there. I live for your messiness, and thank you for calling in. That's all I got to say. So enjoy. Tamisha, our- I'm on. It's, it's coming. The show. Tamisha, I'm on. It's calling, it's the, calling show. the show. That's we should funny. have. <gasps> We should have Tamisha Iman. We sure should. We should have Tamisha Iman on. And also, she should make a single uh, called Tamisha Iman is calling the shots. Shot, 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 shot. Enjoy shot, our Tuesday shot. show. This is going to be a fun one. Also, Bob Monet, I'm very sorry about the things I say in this. I don't believe in my own words. Forever. First choice is a big old bus. You turn around and boom, you end up with us. Oh, Diva. Our number is 213-536-9180. Our email is sloppysecondspot at gmail.com. Now on with the show. How you slept, you stupid little fuck you, dirty little fuck you, nasty. I'm sorry, I had to take a moment. Dipper just chugged an entire protein shake out of one of those little blendy ball baddies right in front of me. Like it just was trying nothing. to get my day started. Try well, you said so you already went oh um well, I'm gonna stop you saying this is a big dipper and meatball. I'm meatball, that's a big dipper, and uh, we're having a show. Wait, Hello. so you started your morning at 9 a.m. Oh, there it goes. I- I'm sorry, everyone. It's hot. So if you hear the sound of a fan, that's because I have a fan. Oh, also, on. you know what I woke up to? A tow truck? Like, like, um, one of my neighbors in my building was signing away his like dead car that has been like sitting on the street for a while. And it was like be getting loaded up onto a tow truck this morning. There's a lot of activity. I think they're renting one of the apartments in the building. It was a whole thing. But yes, I got up early today. Cleaned, cooked. You, had you a lost workout. interest. I went you, to the park. A, you went to the park and had I a little I went to the park and had a little workout. And then I chugged my... Um, now, what park are you... Oh, wait. Let's not say what park you're going to. In Glendale. And you know what my trainer said to me today? Because he because he plays tennis. I, I'll just tell it. He plays tennis on... Not like it's any sort of real information. I'm literally just... He plays tennis on Saturdays. So he has me meet him at the park. And we do like a park workout, like on the trees and stuff. Like parkour. You know, like we like use you're the... You're climbing trees out no, in the No, 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 no. He brings oh. like straps, but we use the tree I'm, instead yeah, of yeah, yeah. like free weights. So that he can then play tennis right after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, he had me like doing these like step ups up on a bench and this like the hottest fucking Armenian dad walked by. And I, of course, my gaze just followed him as he was walking. And then I like lost my balance. Ah! (laughs) But But then my trainer said to me, he was like. Uh, you know, we can train over on the other side of the park. That's where all the dads park while their kids play tennis and they just like wait there. And I was like, okay, bitch. Wait, is your trainer a homo? Yeah, of course. Oh, okay. I didn't know. 
See, whatever I've had a trainer, I've always, oh, and it was very rare, but it was once in New York, I had a trainer and he was a straight man. And it was always interesting to explain to him gay culture. And he'd be like, yeah, man, gays are wild. Y'all just fuck anywhere. And I was gays like, are yeah. crazy. You know gays what? Gays are the crazy ones. That's our, that's our straight man impression. Gays are crazy. G- well, you know them gays. Facts. Facts. <laughs> Facts are crazy. Um, I was just looking at Twitter. Uh, what an amazing time to have the IMHO girls on the show. That was so fun to put out that episode on Happy Friday. Happy birthday to Alexis P. Bevels. It's her birthday actually today as we're recording this The Saturday. whole fam go up. But one of the funniest jokes that was made was we asked Alexis how she joined um, how she joined the show. And Alexis's answer was, well, you know, they said that I was really funny. And then Darby interrupted and said, Chan, are your pronouns they? they? And let me just say, it was so funny. And it's such an amazing way. It's like, you know, people are having this conversation about comedy and cancel culture and you can't say anything because everyone gets offended. And there are all these new rules and all these new identities, which it's like, what a beautiful way to be inclusive and funny and time. I was just, they knock it out of the park every time. Every time they make it, they, they constantly make smart jokes on their show. That's why I like really like it because it's like smart, smart. And they've talked about like. Well, it's like what we talked about with Bianca Del Rio at the drive-in drag, where we were right. like, oh, God. But it's like, if you're actually funny and you're a smart joke writer, you can elevate your comedy above calling people fags, like like I do. Well, and... Th- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But think about it. Think about, like, you know, when people start doing comedy, they go, oh, this is how people are being funny now, so I'm going to do my stand-up show and do like that. And and then if you just stagnate at, like, I guess I'm a shock, like a shock insult comedian because that was a thing in the 90s, then you'll never progress. Speaking of never progressing, Meatball. You, I did no, I'm just, just do a stand-up comedy <laughs> That's what show. I how, how was it? How did it go? It was, I was so nervous because not only was it my first time, like, in full drag again, well... I've been in full drag a couple of times, but this is my first time in front of like an audience. I right. Think. Sustained full drag. Not and like it wasn't me picture. relying on gimmicks and goops and gags doing a lip sync number. I literally did 10 minutes of stand up and I told them I was like, I'm only doing five minutes. I haven't done this in like over four or five years. I don't want to try it. And I got but up you there ran out I- the clock. Oh, but mama, you they ran were out the waving clock. that thing at me, and I just stopped looking. And my, when I got done, Michael was like, that was 11 minutes. And I was like, mm, thank you. And I I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn, but everyone said I was extremely funny. Okay, tutu be And I found that I really rely on my storytelling, which is, like, I literally just told stories of things that have happened to me, but, like, pieced them together in a way that, like, was an art. I think well I think a lot of people do that with stand up. You know some people will will just say a list of jokes, other people tell stories. And it's not surprising because we get on here every week and we do storytelling. That's what I said. I was like it was basically like doing a podcast without Dipper, which was easy. <laughs> You're like which is my preferred method? No, I need a co-host because I need someone to keep this show moving along. I'm a mess. I would be nothing without you. Honestly, that might be true cuz you really did elevate my drag for me. 
Wait, what do you mean? Well, because like I didn't know how to get booked for stuff. I didn't know how to do any of that. And you kind of like oh. taught me how to like, Wait, you know, do don't that. Don't say elevate my drag. Then say like, like increase your hustle because the elevation of the drag implies that I had something to do with like why your makeup is better or your wigs look better. No, that has nothing to do with you. No, but not at all. getting me the hustle, teaching me the hustle, because you constantly work. And we talked about this the other day, because someone was telling me, should I say your name? About a drag queen who literally is in drag almost every single day, and, like, gets out of drag and then starts answering email, and, like, works from the minute they wake up to the moment they go to sleep. And I know Willem is like that constantly. I, can I just say, I mean, not to, like, well, well I know whatever. Like that. What? I know you're like that. Well, sure. I will say I am recently, I'm working on this with my therapist. I'm talking about this with people I know. And I've even had some like sort of aggressive conversations with people about this recently where they're like, you can work all the time, but like, this is what I'm struggling with in a very real moment. I'll just say I work constantly but also like if i'm feeling tired i'll go sit on the couch and like watch a tv show for 30 minutes and sort of zone out and then get back to it and i always think that's okay because like i'll work until nine o'clock at night like i'll spend the whole day working but if i take a break in the middle of the day like who cares my narrative is it's always hectic it's always stressful i'm always i'm always i've got too many things going on i can't deal with that but i've been like that for a decade so is there value in like removing that part of the narrative and just it's a given I'm busy, it's a given I'm working on a thousand projects, or do I need to really hear myself and say, I, I, I'm too busy, pull back? <laughs> I don't know. Thoughts? Isn't well, that, it's, it's like an interesting. It's extremely interesting and it, I feel like that's something that I'm struggling with right now at the moment because it was like I went a full year of literally doing nothing basically. Like never having to get in drag. And then these last couple weeks it's been every other day you have to be at this place at this time. I'm doing this then I'm getting into drag. I'm running over here. It's insane and I like love it but it also stresses me the fuck out. Like can I say yesterday I had a fitting for something and because it was I was like running from one thing having to fill something out and like running around this thing I was sweating and it was a nervous sweat and it didn't stop and I will tell you there's nothing worse than having two women that you've never met watch you get fully padded like an animal in the zoo it was <laughs> they were like so, what are you well they doing? were they were intrigued because they've never seen they've never worked with a drag queen before and so they had all these costumes and all this stuff and they were just like oh those are your hip pads well how do you put them on and then they're like oh that's six pairs of tights and they're like do you want some paper towels you're you're sweating and i was like it's just gonna get worse from here like it was it's just gonna get worse i i had a fitting with marco yesterday actually and i went and um we were like doing the fitting and i was wearing underwear but he, w- he was making like a singlet on me and i like reached out and i touched my taint and i was like isn't that wet I was like, I'm sorry if that's what. I'm freshly showered. I showered. I sat for a little bit to cool down. I got in the car. I drove in the AC. I walked in the place. I sat down. I waited my turn. I got up. We, like, put the spandex on me. And then I'm like, is my taint sweating, like, during the fitting? 
they okay so i was trying on a bunch of different stuff and i kept getting it all wet like ah! i was sweating and so there's like different tags that they were putting on it to like go get washed but most of the stuff like i tried on boy clothes too and none of that had to, the green tag to go get washed but everything i tried on even if i'm not going to be wearing it they put the wash tag on it just for me trying it on for two seconds they were like this fatty and then they were like, we'll cool down the sta- uh, the studio for the day. Like, we'll get it dropped down really low. And one of the directors came in and goes, have you been in there? It's freezing. And I was like, straight people freezing and drag queen freezing are two different things. Well, you know, that is so funny because they talk about um, all the queens from TV talk about how Drag Race, the set is just like icy cold constantly. And you would be in paradise. I would love it. I mean, I drove over there with my arms up like this, with the cold <laughs> air blowing on my thing, on my pits, because I was like, I can't, I can't. That's actually today. what Cardi B's song Up is about, holding your arms up to air out your pits. What a life we lead. All right, let's take a break. We'll be right And we'll be right back to talk about drugs. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. When my fridge is stocked with Factor meals, I'm like... Oh, baby, I don't have to think about this. Mm-hmm. Like, it is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, the mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm-hmm. Very cool that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. And I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this is oh, like, yeah. you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon shrimp truffle butter broccolini and asparagus and factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping cooking or cleaning up all you got to do is heat up and savor the good stuff customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle and we're celebrating earth day all month long with factor look out for the earth month eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals head to factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 and use code sloppy seconds 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code sloppy seconds 50 at factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. Okay, we're back. Wait, what do you want to talk about drugs for? 
Are you? Have you been doing some? I tried to microdose LSD the other day. And you did a full dose? No, it just drove, I spiraled. Dipper, what's wrong with me? Girl, I'm on here asking you what's wrong with me. Uh-oh. Well, this isn't going to work out then. <laughs> ah! I'm like, you're like, I can't stop doing drugs and not, and like not wanting to work. And I'm like, I can't stop working. Well, Mama, we need a little we sprinkle switch. of you. We, we should Freaky we, Friday. We should have a baby. We, <laughs> no, we should Freaky Friday. Do you think if I get in full drag and someone comes to me, I could get pregnant? If I believe hard enough? No. You know who does believe that probably? Mayhem Miller. Okay, let's talk she about Mayhem is a Miller. Wha- She's a woman. If you haven't watched the uh, Are You Smarter Than a Rue Girl? If you haven't watched anything Mayhem has ever done just looking so gorgeous. Have you ever watched her? Mayhem go, will go live and she'll be like, oh shit, I gotta leave my place in 25 minutes in full drag. And she's sitting there looking like a man and by the time 25 minutes comes, full, like like woman manager at a Sephora. I want to find out how to do my makeup faster. That's all I, I like. I don't understand. I, I want to see if I could cut steps out. I think let's go back to the, 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 that conversation we said about stamped. Remember that your oh, she's makeup, soft. she's, she's soft. soft. It's all blendy and soft and smoky. And it's sort of like, you know, look at me talking like I know what the fuck I'm talking but about. But you do with know what you're talking. You, you work with a lot of drag queens. You can see the difference in their makeup. And you, you have like graphic lines, very similar. Like, remember that eyebrow got mixed on the first episode of Drag Race with the like squiggly. Oh yeah, I and love. it's like that. That's like a fucking graphic design on your face. And I feel like even though you do blend, like a lot of your shapes will have like a hard line from like a white to a blue to a purple, and then the eyebrow. And that shit is hard to do so quickly. But you also don't work the entire time you do your makeup. No. Well, uh, lately I have been because I've really just been trying to get through it. Like, I figured out how to do two or three things at once. Oh, like, I can, like, I can get my eyebrows set and dry while I start on the lower half of my face. But my problem is, is I'm so, I hate when my nose is crooked. And it happens a lot. So I've gotten into the habit of, like, drawing it and then starting over and like pow- like redoing it all white and then starting over and I'll do that for 15 20 minutes how do you how do you ensure that it isn't crooked you, i just keep on keep on keeping on it's because you know i draw those like lines down the side of it to a point at the tip of my nose yeah but sometimes depending on where i place my eyebrows cuz sometimes they're off i like want to center it with those oh, okay would you ever live in a van I would! Remember at the beginning of the... Okay, so Pearl did this. She revamped a van and turned yeah. it into a little mo- motorhome. And at the beginning of quarantine, I was watching all these videos of schoolies, which is where you take a school bus and you turn it into a home. And I was looking into, like, legitimately buying one. I found really? an old Bluebird one that was, like, in Santa Monica or something, and I almost bought it. But I then I was like, like where the not... fuck would I park it? I feel like it's not for fat people. We got to raise the roof. (laughs) (laughs) No, like I feel honestly like like the shit bucket, the like weird, like if you have a water pump so you can shower the like, but you have to be able to take the thing and like reach to all parts of your body and like 
the sleeping and you sort of have to like lean over and like, there's nowhere to like stand up and stretch. And I understand that's the point is like you're living mobily. So you get out of the van and do stuff. But I feel like it's really meant for a person who is like, has a really active lifestyle outside of the van and loves a twin bed. And then just goes in there for like their, their, their supplies and they're sleeping. Yeah, I. Well, the more I think about it, it would be just more like a vacation-y situation. Like, I would still want to yeah. home. Yeah. But I would be like, all right, I'm taking the bus to the Grand Canyon. My parents are doing an RV trip. I've been considering renting an RV. Because they're, they're very trip. Francis McDormand, Nomad Land. I did not watch that. Is that. What is that about? It's about her living in a van. She, it's really interesting because it's very much like an Americana story. It's like she got married young and she lived in a town where the entire town was, and that's, it's based on a real thing. I don't know the name of the town or the company offhand, but the entire town was employed by this one company at the factory. And so like, like at the factory, uh, the company like built a factory and then built all these little like row houses and a school. And literally the entire economy surrounded this like steel mill. And so like she worked there and her husband worked there and like whatever. And then once the steel mill closed, like the town, there was no way for anyone to survive. And she sort of stayed too long. And so she didn't transition out of it. And then basically she had no home. So she like, moved into a van and it's a really fascinating movie and she works at she does like holiday work at amazon and they like filmed in the like in an amazon fulfillment center and like showed what that job is like a nightmare i know someone that worked at one for a, a little bit of time a couple of years ago before all the stuff started coming out and they were their complaint was like i feel like i never get a break you have to do this you have to run around i'm on my feet for eight hours straight and i don't get to go to the bathroom and i hate it here and then when they left because they didn't like leave properly they never got their final paycheck Oof. from daddy bezos well it's so interesting because some people argue like well it's better than working like on was a farm field the- what Yes, yeah, the, the clip of the woman. Of the trans woman who was yeah. like, they paid for my surgeries, they're paying for my house, I'm happy, and this is the work I have to do to live happily. So it's and like, so, yeah, I think some people argue like, listen, I'm getting, the, the minimum wage is $15 an hour, it's good work, I get overtime if I take that, blah, blah, blah. But like the reality of the situation is it's only good, it's only considered good work because so much other work is such shitty work, but like that is a company that is in position to like, literally I would, uh, you know, I feel like every Amazon shopper in the world would be in support of, um, Oh, the people who pack these boxes, they should have stock options in this company. Yeah. They should, you know, they should get an hour long break in the middle of the day and not their break happens the moment they clock, but then they have to walk 10 minutes to the break room. I know, but you love Daddy Bezos. Yeah, if but you I've had the opportunity to suck there. his dick. What does he look like again? Hold on, let me look up a picture. He's bald. He looks like Lex Luthor. Daddy, oh, wait, that's not his name. <laughs> <laughs> You're like Jeff Sky Bezos. Daddy Bezos. Oh no, he looks like a turtle. He's got a squinty eye. No, he does look like a turtle. He does. He looks like no. He looks like evil. Uh huh. No, 
That's not for me. <laughs> that's not for me, Maul. Is that his wife? Well, I a, bet. Well, that's a drag queen. Oh, here's a picture of him and Lizzo. Why men great till they gotta, they gotta be, be great. great. Don't I'm excited for new Lizzo whenever that's gonna happen. Yeah, I hope it happens soon. She's looking like she's having a wonderful time for her birthday, though. Did you see Simone was there? Yeah, huh? And I saw that they all took a private jet. PJ. So how are you feeling? Are you like ready? For the world to open up? Yeah. Tonight is gonna be my first night going to a bar inside i am I'm also visiting an event this evening oh i'm gonna go to that one too yeah and i'm going to two, oh i'm going to two bars tonight oh i will be wearing mask. a mask yeah i think i'm gonna i kind of have to wear a mask i'm gonna be in a mask but like what's the point of i mean i understand the point of wearing a mask but if i have to drink well, that's that's why I'm like diva. I don't drink, and if I do get a Red Bull from the event, I will put a straw in it and slurp you know that it's bitch. An open bar. I will slurp I'm that bitch. Fucked up under my mask. I think I'm bringing Nicole too. So it might be a repeat of Gigi's party. This is the <laughs> hi. It's me, Meatball. Every time you walk in, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's I mean it, this is the interesting thing because it's it's like it's more of this big global conversation which is like we were fucking idiots throughout the entire year a certain portion of the population like really paid attention and tried to do well we eventually all got impatient but guess what America first diva we got our vaccine yeah I'm vaccinated and so what's crazy is like what's happening in India what's happening with so many second wave places that don't have the resources like we are all going to be vaccinated and then won't be allowed to leave the country or do anything because the rest of the world is going to be on the slow delay dealing with all this shit well and I mean with India if you don't know India they're going through another COVID crisis oh, they're going through the COVID crisis they're going through hardcore. the COVID crisis it is like the epicenter now but it's um there's talk of like if it mutates over there and then finds its way back over here it the vaccines may not work against it correct i mean that's been the entire thing that's why it's like okay girl open up but with caution like we're going to the we're going to these events tonight that's amazing but there's no need to lick everyone's fucking face also both of these events it's not like an open bar it's invite only so it's kind of like they'll at least know who's there Right. And most of the people, I mean, I think almost everyone is going to be vaccinated or is getting tested all the time because it's all like inter, it's all like industry people. Yeah. You know what I mean? I but at the we'll same. But this is what I mean. At the same the same like side of the coin or the other side. How do do you hate when people say uh, but the same token on the same token? Listen, tur- it's time to turn a new leaf. What's a, what's what is turning a new leaf? <laughs> What does it mean? What to turn a new leaf? leaf, leaf me. You but know if what? You turn a leaf over. It's the same leaf. It's the same leaf. I mean, talk about a ph- philosophical point. She's right. She's right. Talk have about a philosophical philo- point. You want to Wait, talk about philosophics? You, I want to say do something you have candy that's been news on my mind. Candy Muse news. I have none. She's not really. Oh, but what I wanted to say about Candy Muse before you say the point that you were going to say is that how amazing that one of the one of the through lines on Drag Race was that no one could understand Candy because of how like garbled her own mumbly fast talking voice is. 
And then when she was on the podcast, she was basically delivering that with technical help. Technical difficulty. That helps. <laughs> she was messing it up. She was like, <laughs> she was basically underwater on like the world's worst Wi-Fi. I didn't understand what was happening. <laughs> but she had her bleach blonde beard. Remember that? She was giving full Kevin. Oh, yes. Kevin! What were you going to say? I was going to talk about this morning I saw a video of Tamisha Amon. Is coming for you. Is coming for you. If you've ever said anything bad about her, she will come for you. But here's what I'm going to say. And I know Bob and Monet don't listen. Please don't ever send this to them. But she does have a point that all season they've been coming for her looks and stuff. And I understand that, like, you're allowed to do that. But her point is, on their first run of their seasons... They had shitty looks. Go off. I can say that they had shitty looks because just like they can say that about her. So for her to be like, listen, I don't need all this coming from you. I am an icon. I am a legend. You had shitty looks. Uh, For them to come for her so hard, it doesn't make sense to me. I love it because I saw Bob's comment underneath the video was, please call this series Tamisha Iman is coming for (laughs) (laughs) me. Tabisha, Iman is coming for you. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right All right, black. What's that video of Monique Hart where she puts on the lip, uh, lip she gloss? She ooh, what is this? Huda booty. Why did I, <laughs> why did I buy this? <laughs> not her ruining all chances of a Huda Beauty sponsorship. I don't think that that's true. I feel like now these days, like kimchi, kimchi came for Chipotle like so many times that they sent her a box that was bigger than her. Like she couldn't get it through the door of her house. Yeah, because I guess theoretically, if I was the marketing person at Huda Booty and um, the video Monique Hart saying Huda Booty went Huda viral, Booty. I would then reach out to Monique and be like, let's do a collab where we convince you how great our products are and pay you coins. Yeah. Also, the reason she said, why did I buy that and like didn't like it was because it was the same color as her skin. Which is like so she funny. bought a lipstick to, that was it like erased her, her lips. it on and it didn't do anything. <laughs> she was like, why don't I buy this? <laughs> Here's a voicemail. Hi, Big Dipper. Hi, Meatball. I love you both. I love the podcast. Please don't ever stop yelling just because some stupid little fucks don't know how to turn down their volume. Ooh, ooh, so I never ooh. thought I'd have a fuck talk story for you, but a recent episode reminded me that I do. Let's go. So a couple years back, I've been hooking up with this dude. We've been friends for years, hooking up for a couple months. Sex is good. Whatever. It's my birthday. We end up spending the whole day together. He's super sweet. We have a great day. So go back to my place, and we're hooking up on my white couch. I'm sitting on the couch. He's standing up. I'm blowing him. So it's going well. You know, he comes. But, oh, we've been drinking. So he comes, and as he comes, he starts to pee. And he's peeing. Like, not a little bit, but so much pee in my mouth. And I'm on my white couch, so it's not like I can push him away or, you know, move him or anything, because he's going to get pissed all over my couch, which at the very least is going to, like, dribble on there, and I don't want pee on my nice white couch. So I just Is your couch nice and white? And swallow, like, I don't know, probably two measuring cups of this drunk dude's pee um, to save my couch on my birthday. So, on your birthday, that's an now assault. that dude is my boyfriend of three years, and oh. every year on my birthday he asks if I want him to pee in my mouth. Thanks so much. 
goodbye. <laughs> that is so, so much to unpack. Because I just watched a video on the reason why it's hard to pee after you come is because there's like a, a something. Valve. There's a, yes, it's mama. Yes, it's a valve. So his valve must be broke. Wow. Have you ever? I'm had, just thinking about come. You're come in the mouth. You're swallowing the mouth. Then you're like other oh, liquid. Oh, oh. oh wait, that's pee. Can't oh, I've got it? to save my couch. Let me drink your urine. Like, so much processing had to happen in order to make that happen, like, to save the couch. Well, maybe, maybe when you're drunk, don't you just make really quick decisions? Like, Well, I'm talking about her. Oh, I guess she was drunk, too? Yeah. It was her birthday. I will tell you this. Shout out to the delivery of that story, and I think I know the perfect way to describe it. Treat these voicemails like a TikTok. You know how people on TikTok are very concise with how they tell no, stories no because people are long and they're like mm, like for part two and i <laughs> would rather die than have to click on your thing so i'll sit through it being like okay where, when are we gonna get to the end when are we gonna get to the end oh like for part two not gonna happen i just wasted a minute anyway. girl that is so wild but also shout out to now they've been dating for three years and he goes do you want to drink my pee every year on her birthday at least it was drunk pee which probably means beer pee which probably means like a lot of water and like pretty chill that's what i was thinking i was like it was probably clear like you you probably could have hit the couch or just turned his body and aimed at the i hope you have a hardwood if it was a hardwood i'd be like do it over there that is intense and then to date him good for you you better enjoy the human experience. I would never let anyone pee in my mouth. That's so disrespectful to me. All right, here's another one. Hi, Big Dick Ruby Paul. My name is, uh, I'm not going to say my name. Your name is Eureka O'Hara. O'Hara. Come on. <laughs> I can sentence? hear the cocaine in the throat. <laughs> ah, does it sound like Eureka? Yeah. Here we go, O'Hara. Hi, Big Dick Ruby Paul. My name is, uh, I'm not going to tell you my name, but I'm from uh, Boston, Boston, Massachusetts, and I just want to tell you a story about a wonderful place that I know and love in my adventure when I choked on a dick and a Work. Coke bag in P-Town. There Ooh, was one time oh, that me Eureka. and my friends used to go up every year, and we got a house for a week, and we had another one of our friends come up, and it turns out that this extra friend was... Uh, I don't know if they just like had a lot of Coke or if they were going to sell it. Cause it was already a small bag. So this was when I was in my younger 20s. So I was like all about a girl. So I decided that um, a lot of my vacation money this one night was going to go to buying cocaine for my friend and just running around P-Town all night. I don't know if you've yeah. ever heard of the uh, Dick Docks. Yes. But it's, uh, you know, go under the dock at night. Pitch black, lots of dicks, lots of dogs, lots of oh. all that stuff. And I had a residual Coke bag chomping down on it while eating it like gum. Oh, no, girl, love yourself. And I was feeling myself. Me and my friends went down. We were going to go get some ass. So I'm on my knees sucking a dick, and I forget that I have this little Coke bag in my mouth. So he thrust his penis down my throat, lodging the Coke bag down my windpipe. So I obviously start choking, and I don't know if he was into it or if he liked the choking, but uh, 
when I pulled my, the cock out of my mouth, as he was kind of chuckling, I shushed him and he walked away. And that was a time that a Coke bag down my throat denied me of some dick. But I still got some dick afterward from somebody else. That was still a big deal. Thank you. Bye. Oh, my God. I need to understand the idea of chewing on a residual Coke bag. Okay, so you're, like, fucked up, right? You've done so much Coke and you just want more because that's how Coke works. So you normally, they come in these little tiny little baggies and you rip open the bag and most people just, like, lick it or rub the, the inside of the bag, the residual cocaine, on their gums. This person decided to chew it. I know that when... I do coke. I like to chew gum because you want to like bite. That's why, like, so that's why when people do like Molly or something at raves, they have like a little um, baby pacifier because it gives you something to suck and chew on. So this has actually kind of happened to me before, where I had done a bunch of blow and I was giving a guy a blowjob, but I had gum in my mouth and I didn't have any more gum. So in my in the back of my mind, I was like, I'm gonna put the gum in my cheek so that when this is over, I can still chew this gum. And I ended up, like, choking on the gum while I was blowing him. Because, you know, you were moving your mouth around a bunch. Thoughts? I am happy I don't do drugs. You're lost. (laughs) I will say, okay, so in P-Town, the place called the Dick Dock. Yeah, what is that about? It's like a big dock. Um, So a lot of the places in P-Town are on the water. And so, like, the hotel or the... um, the hotel or the the bar or whatever will have a big deck. Um, and the deck will sort of like be built over the beach. So when you're on the deck, you're like looking over the water, which means there are all of these posts that go into yeah. the sand and underneath it, it's sort of like dark and shadowy and there's like cross beams and posts. So it's not and just so, at night, it's all day. Well, no, during the day it's sort of visible. So it mostly is at night. And it basically is just this like iconic cruising spot because, you know, there's nothing residential and it's sort of like a spot people go to at night. So people just go down there and stroll around and cruise and then they just fuck. And if you go down during the day, it's just like condoms everywhere. It's very Ugh, much like why residual can't cruising. Pick up grounds. the condoms. Well, it's I don't terrible. know. They might be too busy with a Coke bag in their throat. We're talking about the type of people who go down there. I mean, I guess there's there's a small percentage. Like, that percentage would be me of, like, stone-cold sober people who are like, ah, it's 2 a.m. I'm going to go suck some must, must go check. <laughs> Set um, my alarm. I went to bed at 9. If anyone has any fun cruising stories, cruising just interests me right now. It's like cruising my new now. inflated. It's like my new pump dick. I just have so many questions about how it works. Did you see Charlene posted? Um, <laughs> what did she post? Charlene posted a clip of, and we're gonna have Charlene on the podcast in a week. Yes, or we're so excited. Um, Charlene posted like an Instagram story where she was like watching Brokeback Mountain, and she she put like that filter with like the hoop earrings and the eye makeup. I think it's called <laughs> Bay. Uh, yeah, put that filter on the screen. And it was the the moment when uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character meets Anne Hathaway's character. And her caption was, the way Anne Hathaway just cruised this faggot. It's so <laughs> funny to me. Because it, it like she rides past him on the horse and her hat falls down. 
She circles back on the horse, rides up slow to him, reaches her hand out. He like looks up at her, hands her the hat. She grabs it, throws it on her head, sort of like spins the horse around, winks, and like rides off. And it was just like, it was just like the perfect idea of like the way Anne Hathaway just cruised this faggot is so funny to me. Oh my God. I love Go ahead, Charlene. Charlene is so funny. I'm excited to have her on the pod. We've got some great guests coming up. I'm really excited. Listen, if you have let's let's open it up to our um our folks. If you want to DM us on Instagram or send an email with suggestions of guests, we we both love talking to our friends. Sometimes we get a little clouded and we're like yeah, who could we have? You know, it's like sometimes it's hard to think about people, but like we love to also talk about, talk to strangers and 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 people we've never met before. The majority of people who have been on the show, I think we've interacted with in real life, sort of prior to them being a guest. But yeah, um, I, could, a- I could talk to a complete stranger. Yeah, I think it would be fun, especially someone who's like work we really like or whatever. So if you have any suggestions of people you think we would get along with, just let us know. Yeah. You know, just doing some spring summer summer spring summer pride programming coming up. Ooh, Mama Miss Pride, she's coming. Are Aww. you ready to serve it and turn it for Miss Pride? Yes, I am. Well, here's my question. So everything opens up on June fifteenth, but does In that California. Mean that- yeah, uh yes. But Pride normally happens at the beginning of June. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be different. I just got hit up about a gig, an outdoor gig in a different state where it would be like they would bring me out there to do a concert, but it would be they would sell tickets. They would sell pod tickets, and each pod would max out at 10 people. So, you know, it would still be Pride, outdoor, June, travel gig concert the whole thing i almost did a gig at the end of this month but then the the covid numbers started to spike in that city yeah so that i mean i think that's what we're going to be dealing with and i think as like vaccinated people um and as the performer it's going to be like we're going to start getting opportunities to do that but it's going to be about comfort level and working with the promoter to see how comfortable you are like i think some places will be flying to and like being masked up the entire time like i i i'm happy to be unmasked outdoors if i'm distant on a stage oh yeah absolutely but like for a lot of these like like drag brunch gigs, they the whole point is because it's like an outdoor distance. You as the queen have to walk around from person to person to do. That's, that's truly not my fantasy. Right, exactly, and that's hard. It's sort of like like we were talking about mayhem. She posted something about you know she does a brunch in Palm Springs at Chill Bar, and they've taken over like two parking lots in order to accommodate like the outdoors and the tables. Girl, Miss Thing is in sneakers so that she can run around from table to table because it's like you're doing two parking lots, like laps on laps of two parking lots. I'd be sweating. I'd be dripping sweat. I was walking through full full drag the other day and it was like 90 degrees out and everyone was like, are you okay? Anyway, enough about me and my sweat. You know, it's time for me to go get Botox in my armpits and my forehead again. Bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Well, Meatball... Um, what a lovely uh, time chatting a, with you. I love ch- chatting with you. 
It's gonna be May. All right. If you want to follow us, you can go to our Instagram at Spiciest Meatball and Big Dipper Jelly on Instagram or Fat Drag Meatball on Twitter. And don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode, which now come out every Tuesday and Friday. Our email is sloppysecondspod at gmail.com. And if you want to call and tell us a fun little fun talk, you can call 213 Wait. Aye. Was that the number? Two one three five nine three six. No five. Two one three five three six. Nine one. Eight zero. Eight zero. If you can figure out that, enjoy. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Doodle doot doot forever. Dog. To listen to Sloppy Seconds ad-free and one day early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meepaw. Music, editing, and sound design by William Pitt. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey. 